tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. You're listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, get in here. Rivalry day here in the Commonwealth. Rabot and Co. ESPN 680-1057. Got you till noon. Bobby V after us. And of course, roundtable 3 o'clock. Keep you local and get you ready for that game tonight here on ESPN 680-1057. We'll have that coverage starting at 4.30 on 93.9. If you're on the UofL side of things, we'll have that Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show over here on 680. If you're on the UK side of things, that's Zach, that's Mike, and that's Jason. And of course, the Coors Light postgame show sometime around 8.30 on 93.9. Got you totally covered for all the happenings with uh, UK and U of L down at the Yum Center today in what should be, Zach, what should be the best rivalry in college basketball, but right now certainly uh, is not uh, because of the actions of one side. All right, so let's get into that a little bit. The hit piece Don't is talk out. about Kentucky like that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the hit piece is out. Uh, the timing is interesting. Uh, the, the athletic has spoken, young Zach, and um, it is a, a touch of how Payne was supposed to be the guy, and 14 months ago he said, it's bigger than me. That's the best way to say say it. It's bigger than me. It's a lot. And that was 14 months ago. Um, it goes back into a reminder that on <laughs> in December of 2019, Chris Mack, the number one cards, beat number four Michigan. And that's four years ago. Stunning how far away we are from that. It is absolutely and completely stunning how far we are from that. I think the most interesting part of this article, and if you're just joining us, Louis Rabot hanging out with you, Rabot and Co. We got you for two hours. Ben Roberts, 1020. We'll talk the UK side of things. Jay Davis will join us at 11. I'm told that Cam Drummond is driving around Jefferson County. If he is, he might pop in here. We'll find out. <laughs> but an interesting quote here, because something that stands out, Zach, in the article, is that they have quotes from anonymous former players about how much the program is, in their mind, in shambles. Yet, everyone who's public about their opinions about the program is very positive about the direction with Kenny Payne and the fact that he just needs time. He needs, uh, you know, the, the, you know, support, time, etc. And those are the ones that don't have to be anonymous. And this, my friends, is not a good way to run your program because if you can only have one opinion and be affiliated with something, uh, then it's not <laughs> all of the all of the ability to get better in your life revolves around a couple of things. Number one, you have to work hard. Number two, you have to have opportunity. And number three, you have to be willing to be offended. You have to be willing to be offended. And when you've got a coaching staff and a, and a group of people in support of it that will not hear the other side of the argument, you are not going to get better. From the article, this is Brennan Quinn. Quote, many around Louisville say that then interim athletic director Josh Hurd had little choice in the 2022 coaching search. Trustees, ex-players, boosters, most, most wanted pain. By the way, that's true. Louisville is a place where the streets go backwards. <laughs> where some loyalists and ex-players are still upset. Their crumb was forced into retirement in 2001. And others still regularly relitigate Patino's various cause celebs. The school needed someone to tie its binds. 
Now it is it's that's a fascinating paragraph in itself. And the idea that you have to be quiet right now in your criticism is all that you need to know about how things are going with the program. Because let's say and let's pick out a random person who's never going to say anything about this. Francisco Garcia, my favorite all-time Louisville basketball player. I don't think it's close. I love watching that guy play that 05 Final Four team. I loved it. I loved watching that team. They were awesome. I I thought they were just a fantastic team. That was long before I moved to Louisville. (laughs) Let's say he came out and he said, hey, Louisville basketball should be better than 4-28. That's all he says, by the way. And I hope things get there. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> What's incorrect about that? But guys are even un, unwilling to do that. They're unwilling to do that. They are they are just unwilling to admit that in 2019, Louisville was the number one team in the country being a top five team at home in front of almost 22,000 people. When you silence any kind of detractor, you cannot move forward in any kind of enterprise. And especially in an athletic one. And this article sort of reiterated that. Now, I want to be really clear about something about the timing of the, the hire and, and all those sorts of things. I think that if you're one of the people that thought this was a good hire at the time, I, I think you're in a reasonable spot. I had all of the, the connections. We were told about the recruiting. Um, all those things. Legendary player here is what it's written in the athletic. I would go I would push back against legendary. He was on a title team for sure. Former right-hand man to John Calipari during Kentucky State Day and he was an NBA assistant. He had the list, the resume made sense. And if you were part of that group, well good for you. And I'll even use someone around here. Steve Rummage was one of those guys. He has since altered course on that opinion. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But I know that Steve catches a lot of flack for having done that. And I don't, I don't think that's the right way to go about this conversation. Because I think it's okay for a guy like Steve to say, oh, I thought it was going to work and it just didn't. By the way, that, that's just true. Man, I did this the other day. Was it Bronco Mendenhall that took the New Mexico job? By the way, that's a good hire. I don't care how it goes. For new, on the New Mexico side, that's a good hire. That's a good idea. That guy's used to being out west. He's a good coach. He's a program builder. Look at what they did at freaking Virginia. That guy's going to do a good job at New Mexico. Louis, why are you talking about Bronco Mendenhall? Because I think at the time for a lot of people, Kenny Payne had the requisite sort of everything. You bring in Danny Manning, who's been a day-to-day head coach at high-level places. It's not like he was, he was coming from nowhere. So I understand why people were excited at the time. But it's telling, too, that Payne wouldn't sit down for this, isn't it? Again, when we talked last Monday, I talked about how he only does media if he has to. And I want to be really clear. I think part of that is just his personality. And I understand that. But you don't get paid $3.5 million to avoid the media at this job. Or to not talk to your fans at this job. Or to not have some sort of approachable get-together where you really lay out what it is that you want to do as Louisville's basketball coach. Because we still don't know. It's December of 2023. The man's been here almost two years. And we have no discernible idea what he wants to accomplish with the program and how he's going to do it. They get to the end of last year. Someone asked, hey, did you talk about your job status? He laughed. Have you thought about coaching changes after a 4-28 and season? 4-28. and We are numb to it now, but we should not be. How do you feel about coaching changes? I have the best staff in the country. How? How do you have the best staff in the country and go 4-28 and and not stack the roster? How? Now, either the external forces are so great that it doesn't matter, or you're a liar. <laughs> I think that one's a lie. That one's a lie. It's okay to say. A reminder, they've lost to Lenore Ryan. They lost to Kentucky Wesleyan this year. That was a lie. <laughs> Seven scholarship players, including three captains, entered the transfer portal in his first offseason. And then the Trenton Flowers thing. And Trenton Flowers now, I think, will go down as the one guy who really knew what the hell was going on in the offseason. That guy went to USA Basketball Camp, saw basketball, legitimate basketball, practice, scrimmages, everything else, and then he got back to Louisville and said, this ain't basketball. This ain't it. 
and he went to his parents and he said, I got to get the hell out of here. I don't care what promises I made. I don't care. This place is going to ruin my reputation. And he was willing to take the reputation hit to go to freaking Australia. (laughs) That guy's going to go down as a harbinger. He knew. He knew. He, He brought the news to us that this team was not going to be up to snuff. That what they were doing when we weren't there was not up to snuff. The idea that Kenny Payne in his late 50s isn't running a practice as well as people at USA Basketball, who, by the way, are just following a curriculum. I've been in those meetings. Is ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. Taxer, stunning how far away, but also stunning that everyone hated Mac. Also stunning that Mac left uh, because of uh, leadership problems from within. Look, uh, Taxer, Louis, uh, Ken Spencer was saying last night he expected Young to be 75% blue and white. You know, and I asked Ennis about that the other day. He went a little higher than that. I think he went 80-85. I'm starting to settle in the 70% range. And And I think that's... And I and I saw this morning, so many of the tickets have been sold that UofL actually opened up extra parts of the upper bowl for tonight. And I'll tell you who's not paying $60 to go to that game. That's UofL fans. They're selling those tickets to UK fans. They know what they're doing. But we've done the FOIA request on this show. We know exactly how many people are showing up, and this is a chance for them to actually fill that place and make some money. And they know that. By the way, UK fans, they do sell beer at the games. That's a good joke. Louis, they've been doing it. I, I know, I know. It's still a good joke. It stands. <laughs> but the hit piece comes out. Is the timing, is this on purpose, is the question. I think it's a reasonable question. Do you release this ahead of this game with a, with a good idea of how the game's going to go tonight? Knowing that you have almost two full weeks off before Virginia, do you make the move now? Is this the time that these things happen? And is this just a... Is this just a, a, a precursor to that? From the article, losing is one thing, being embarrassed is another. And I think that's where we are. Is UofL fans could put up with a lot. <laughs> Let's be really clear. Since I'm, Apparently it was me arriving on campus, you know, arriving into to town, that uh, everything started to go a little sideways with things. But UofL fans have been through a lot, and they're still around, and they're still very vocal at things like the TBT and other things that we've seen, right? When the women's team is playing UK, they show up. The fans are still there. The football stadium was full for numerous games this year. It's not as though UofL fans aren't around. But they're embarrassed. They're embarrassed that their basketball team plays the way it does. By plays the way it does, I mean who the hell knows what they're doing. They come out of timeouts, no one knows where they're going. They're on defense and no one's there to help. That's right. Just over and over and over again. But the Karan Davis stuff ends up making up a big part of this article. Which, to me, if you wanted to be the conspiracy person who said, why is the, the timing of this article now? Number one, let's be clear, they're playing Kentucky today. The eyeballs of, of college basketball are on this game at 6 o'clock. That's right. They just are. That's Number right. two. The Cron Davis stuff turned into, they, they tried to spin it, Zach. They tried to spin it as, oh, we're being kind to the kid. No, you just lied a half dozen times. You already have a fan base that's embarrassed. You don't have to embarrass them further by lying. It sounds too like the kids, the other players on the team wanted him back in the lineup. Teammates were confused, the article says. So were fans and media and athletic department officials. In an already combustible equation of a coach on the hot seat and a team losing games, now came controversy. It was so weird how they handled it, one current player said. Text me, 437-9680. Who's the anonymous player in the athletic article. Who is it? What's your guess? BHH. His I was roommate. leading his roommate. BHH. His roommate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You always, you always love when anonymous sources come out, right? I don't mind the anonymous thing. It's fine. You're good with anonymous? I'm totally okay with anonymous. I, if it's a if it's a guy like Brendan Quinn, I trust that he's talk this is real. I trust that it's real with Okay. Brendan. I'm more of a put your name on it. Guy. I understand. I get it. But if you're BHH and you're mad about Crown Davis, would you want your name in this? No. No, that's fair. No. And the kids should be able to talk. But I do believe in the, if you're going to say something. Because, by the way, Kenny Payne's already been protected by Mike James in a press conference. You're right. He's already been protected. You're right. Players are already doing that publicly. Yes. 
So going on record like this, or not on record, off the record, whatever, not doesn't bother me. If you need it to be anonymous just to get everything out, Correct. I'm good with that. Yep, and I but think that's I, what this is. Yeah, I prefer when people put their name on it, sure. but if you can't put your name on it, then if, if it needs to come out and you have to be anonymous, fine. Some felt it marked the first time in Payne's tenure that he actually embarrassed the school. This, in, big, in the big picture, was an exemplar of a program with broader issues. Um, I was really sad not to see my name in here um, for the FOIA requests. Um, you can mention my tweets. It's all good. Come on, The Athletic. You'll be better than this. Um, announced attendance is over 10,000, but fewer than 5,000 dour faces dot the 22,000-seat arena. That's inside. Outside, you know it's bad when the bar stools are empty in a silty city built on bourbon. And that's something we talked about, is just the culture around this program has just deteriorated to the point that that's why you make the change. You make the change because of that. You can set aside a lot of things. You can set aside many other issues or talking points or whatever. But the fact that there's no culture around this. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember, Zach, it might have been you. Who are the 10-year-olds that are growing up on this who are going to become fans? That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> yeah. They've lost an entire generation. It's People, real ch- there's a real chance that they've done that. The 10 to 12-year-olds don't care. They care about football. Like This is going to be a football town sooner than later maybe, if they continue to go out go the way that it's going right now like they have no recollection of peyton siva and russ smith correct they don't know anything about that yeah uh the gm doesn't want his bar named here might be for bad for business he says and business is bad enough real estate and operating costs near the downtown arena are priced to include 18 nights of fifteen thousand plus crowds coming downtown for basketball right now those numbers are way off i it's interesting that this is coming out at a national publication the day of the game and that all of these things are suddenly available. And it's not so surprising that Kenny Payne declined to be part of this. You think this is a coincidence? No, I don't. Of course it's no. not a coincidence. No chance. These are numbers. Uh, this year's worst for the men. The first three regular season home games drew 16037 total or 5435 per game. Season ticket sales have fallen from 10501 to 9099 These are numbers that put bars out of business and leave hotel rooms empty. I wonder how they got those home date numbers. Might be nice to get a little, uh... Hey, Brendan! Hey! People checking Twitter not giving me... <laughs> <laughs> All that passion doesn't disappear. It gets repurposed. A harsh shift has occurred from people supporting Kenny Payne as a person to being so distraught by losing that it turns personal. Everything Payne says is seemingly subject to interpretation and attack. That happened yesterday. He says, I just want to win by one. Zach, if he says, I just want to win, and doesn't say by one, we're good, right? Exactly. If he just said, I want to win. Hey, just want to win the game. Not a, I'm, not a I'm not worried about margin. Nope. Just want not to win a story. The game. Not a good But match. he had to add the by one part. Yep. We can't beat teams with talent. We're never going to be the most talented team. Oof. After Kentucky Wesleyan. You should be the more talented team. In You're Louisville. You should win on talent. You should win 20 games because of talent. First hour of the show presented by Kentucky Tourism, KentuckyTourism.com. Uh, we'll have fun on the other end because his name is Ben Roberts. He writes for the Herald Leader, and he talks about Kentucky basketball uh, for at least this season. Uh, that one's very fun. We'll talk to him next here at ESPN 680-1057. Looking for a rewarding career? One that empowers you to serve your community, change lives, and reach your fullest potential? Become a correctional officer for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and earn up to $28.30 an hour with great benefits. Help create a better, safer Kentucky. Apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov. That's careers.ky.gov. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Looking for extra cash this holiday season? You can make competitive pay as a day shift warehouse worker at UPS Worldport right here in Louisville. Learn more and apply today at upsjobsky.com. That's upsjobsky.com. You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. 
All right, welcome back in here. ESPN 680-1057, Rabo and Co. Got you till noon. Bobby V after me, roundtable 3 o'clock. Get you ready uh, for the matchup at the Yum Center. Uh, downtown today, Kentucky and Louisville, uh, 13.5, 14-ish spread last time I looked uh, at that one. Happy to welcome in, I think, I think Ben Roberts on the, ben Roberts uh, on the, uh, <laughs> the old line here. Ben, how are you? Ben, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing all right. Uh, I had to gaggle it up this morning. I'm hearing myself hearing twice, myself Zach. Twice is there a way to do anything about that? There is not. All right. Everybody will deal with that for about 20 minutes. Uh, what are you looking forward to tonight, man? You're going to be down there in person. What do you think the the, the arena is going to look like? What are Ben Roberts' expectations heading in tonight? Uh, yeah, I guess I'm most intrigued to see what the um, breakdown of blue and red inside the building is. Uh, you know, I, this is obviously a a uh, unique, uh, very interesting edition of this rivalry. Uh, there are a lot of storylines going on all over the place, uh, really on both sides of the ball. But for me, especially at the beginning, I, I want to see what the crowd looks like at tip-off. One, is it full or close to full, which is strange to talk about a Kentucky-Louisville rivalry game. And two, how much blue is in the stands? Usually, um, you know, when we go into Yum Center, it, it's, it is – loud and rocking and a lot of red and a lot of black and some kind of blue speckled throughout um i think a lot of us are expecting to see a little different environment tonight uh ben roberts with us at ben roberts hl on twitter he's presented by our friends, by our friends. at uh, martini italian bistro martini louisville uh, dot com make sure that you uh, check them out for lunch brunch dinner they got a great happy hour over there as well uh with our friends at martini uh, martini italian bistro martini louisville dot com hey, uh uh, Zach, do you have Zach? Do you Zach have, sorry, uh, Ben, do you have a radio, uh, ben, have a radio on? on? No, I do not. Okay, um, if you have headphones uh, at all, could throw those on. I would appreciate it. Um, so, I, I guess a, a first-team question here. Uh, look, thirteen and a half point spread, fourteen points, whatever you want to call it. Matchups all over the place that seem to favor the the Cats. Is there one in particular that you think is especially favoring UK? Um, there you go. Can you hear me right now? Yeah, you sound great. Great. Awesome. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I think the addition of Aaron Bradshaw uh, is going to be, at least for the time being, um, kind of the uh, the outlier matchup in in a lot of these games that Kentucky plays. I think he changes uh, just his presence on the court kind of changes the other matchups that you see on the court. It allows guards, especially guards like DJ Wagner, and really Reed and Rob, too, guys who are just naturally aggressive out on the perimeter uh, with their defending. Um, you know, they're, they're, they like to get up in guys' faces, and a lot of times when that happens, you get steals, and a lot of times when that happens, uh, the ball handler is going to blow right by you, and those first several games of the season, they would blow right by them, and there wouldn't be a whole lot to stop them when they got to the rim. And now that you have somebody like Aaron Bradshaw, uh, that really changes, uh, you know, both ends of the, uh, the the defensive spectrum there. And then Ugano Onyenso, too. Um, you know, I, he obviously looked a little rusty uh, Saturday down in Atlanta, was was playing sick, uh, came down the day of the game, um, but still was able to block some shots and, and, and make some good plays down there. So I think having both those guys in uh, kind of gives Kentucky an edge against a lot of these teams they're going to play. Ben Roberts with us uh, from the Herald-Leader. I, I, I'm interested... And by the way, you, you totally remedied the problem, so we appreciate you doing the tech work for us on the fly <laughs> uh, today as our phones are, are being a little strange. What, um, you know, coming into this game, you know, they beat UNC in an unbelievably, you know, intense, you know, just a really intense environment on Saturday. They're going to come down to the Yum Center, play in front of a lot of their own home fans. Uh, the, the report gets out there hilariously, Ben. We have, we have unfortunately, a, a set of, People in this town trying to say things that they think are supportive of Kenny Payne and make him seem like he's doing a great job. One of them being that he piped in crowd noise for practice so that they would be ready for noise at home. Um, That is not something that people should be applauding him for. It seems like a pretty natural thing to do. Um, Any chance this is a letdown game for Kentucky coming off of the North Carolina game that this one just means less because they they see the net rankings, they see Twitter, you know, all these kinds of things. A letdown from playing a top 10 team to playing whatever it is that Louisville is these days. I think there's always, especially around this time of the year, you know, you see weird stuff happen around kind of the Christmas break in college basketball. We saw some of it last night. You just see some scores that you 
uh, we're, we're definitely we're not expecting, and that's obviously something that sure. happens across the season in college basketball. It's that kind of sport, but I feel like it happens more kind of in this one two week uh, juncture mm-hmm. of the season. And I do, yeah, I agree that it, especially in the past, this could be a letdown game, especially if you're coming off a top ten opponent and another name brand opponent like North Carolina. But I think in this case, um, and I just read about Reed Shepard about this yesterday. Um, you know, you got Reed Shepard, who knows this rivalry. I, he's he's in a unique spot. They haven't had too many scholarship players from Kentucky, especially play big roles. I mean, they've had hardly any uh, in Cal's time. Um, and to have a guy like that on the team who knows what this means, that it means something personally to him, uh, I think is big. DJ Wagner knows what this rivalry means. Aaron Bradshaw was recruited hard by both schools, teammates with DJ Wagner, coached by Purvis Ellison, uh, obviously plays for Kentucky now. So he he's aware of what this means. Um, and I think you got veteran guys like Antonio Reeves and Trey Mitchell who just know what rivalry games are about in general. Uh, Ugano Onyenso, who's not even from uh, this side of the world, uh, was talking about the rivalry yesterday and trying to, he, you know, he he admitted that he had never played in anything like it. He talked about playing at the NBA Academy in Africa, and they would do these global games once a year. And, and Australia was their big rival because that was the best team, and that was the team they wanted to be. But the way he talked about it, uh, for somebody who obviously didn't grow up around it, uh, it, it showed a real clear sense of yes, this is a big deal. This is this is something beyond even like a North Carolina or a Duke or a Kansas game. This is kind of in its own category. Um, and I think when you have one, all of that, you know, most Kentucky teams don't have th- those kind of ties to, to a Louisville rivalry. And two, you just got a bunch of competitive guys on this team. Mm. Uh, when you go beyond that and, and you look at Rob Dillingham and, and some of these other guys, they want to go out there and, and just absolutely beat down the other team uh, every night. So uh, when you have that kind of roster makeup, I, I think it I think it makes this game a little bit different. Ben Roberts with us. He's from the Herald Leader, Kentucky.com slash sports for all their uh, happenings down there. Make sure you check out our friends, too, that present him every week at Martini Italian Bistro, martinilouisville.com. Do you buy any of the banter – around Cal and and Payne's relationship that Cal wants to take it more easily on him. People love to come up with a counterexample. Uh, wasn't it a 20-point game and he had starters in with a minute to go recently? Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that's a more recent example. Uh, I, I am of the opinion that uh, I think Cal, just because of the way this team plays outside of literally pulling everyone and putting in um, you know, a Brennan Canada or something, uh, he's not going to be able to stop them from scoring. That's just how they operate. What says Ben Roberts? Yeah, I think that's exactly it. I was talking about this with somebody last night uh, that thought, you know, Cal's going to not, not take it easy on Kenny, but it's not going to get to the point of a blowout because right. he's going to kind of hit the brakes at the end. Uh, I don't know that, you know, he's not going to hit the brakes in the beginning or the middle, and I think it could get out of hand that quickly. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they beat him by 23 last season uh, with – I. Uh, not as good a team as they have this season. I agree. Uh, obviously, Louisville's playing better. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the way this team operates, if they're hitting shots, if they're running, if they're doing the things that makes this Kentucky team a really, really good team when they're on, there's no hitting the brakes. And Cal's not going to hit the brakes. Cal wants to, you know, Kenny's been, uh, you know, criticized for it about the, you know, Cal wants to, wants to beat me down. I just want to get out of there and win by one. Uh, you know, he said that before last season. You know, he, yeah. he said that about this rivalry before he even coached a game. So I, I think that is an example of, of people just kind of piling on Kenny. You know, he can't say anything at this point no. uh, w- without getting criticism. But he's right. I mean, and, and I, you know, I think Kenny wants to win by 22 if, if he could. But, yeah, I mean, Cal wants to win every game by 20. And for Cal, I mean, he, you know, I, I know he wants Kenny to do well, um, but he can't take that into account when he's trying to build a team toward March and building a team toward March includes playing all out for every minute you're on the court and playing end of game situations. Like you're going to play them uh, the last week of March or, or he hopes the first week of April. So yeah, if any, and we've seen he's, he's not going to, he's not going to put walk-ons on the court with five minutes left. He's just not going to do that. 
Ben Roberts with us. Yeah, I mean, the thing that stands out, too, is, you know, you mentioned it, building for March. He's only got 20 games left or so with these guys, right? Now, you could look at that two ways. You can look at that as, okay, they got 20 games to really build for March, but they also only have 20. Right? I mean, so it's it's a it's yeah. its own thing where they're going to have to uh, they're going to have to play their best game uh, every game just to, to get ready for that that kind of run um, as well. What's the is there buzz at all in Lexington for this game? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's, uh, you know, every, you know, it's not the same as if Kentucky were ranked number three and Louisville were ranked number six or anything like that. But there's always buzz for Kentucky Louisville, and I think that's true on both sides of the rivalry. Whatever people want to say, or I, 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 and they might say things uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, leading up to it, and then they wake up Thursday morning and you know they're pumped for Kentucky sure. Louisville, and maybe 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 that's the situation here. But no. Uh, you know, when it comes to this game, uh, and we've talked about it before, just the the in-state bragging rights, the the fact that you have so many people who have family members, um, obviously friends, definitely coworkers, uh, people that you uh, either want to see or have to see on basically a daily basis who who root for the other side of the rivalry. Uh, th- this puts a little extra in, into a game like this, and it doesn't matter. If both teams are unranked, it doesn't matter if one's the number one team in the country and one's the number two team in the country. It, it's always going to be uh, it, it's always going to be exciting. Ben Roberts with us at Ben Roberts HL uh, on Twitter. Uh, Texture wants to know: Did he say U of L's been playing better uh, compared to four twenty eight? They are playing better this year. Yes, yes, relatively. Texture. Relatively, <laughs> they are playing better. They uh, say they're playing good. I say they're playing better. <laughs> uh, you know, on Saturday they get the win against North Carolina. What do you think happened in that game that's most translatable to the rest of the season? Um, I as far as takeaways for Kentucky I think the fact that they got kind of in that crunch time close game against a really good and a really experienced opponent you know it was basically a mirror image of the Kansas game in some ways yes where they got they got down there at the end and they had the lead and they seemingly had the momentum and they didn't have control of the game but they it was theirs to lose um and at Kansas, everybody knows what happened. They missed a bunch of shots. They got they got just outgone and outrun by by guys with a whole lot more experience. Mm. And the the other team had a whole lot more experience uh, Saturday, and they got down by a point on on Baycott's free throws there. And then they rallied back, and they came right back from that with three really quick buckets. Um, and I think the resolve that they showed in that game, I don't know that that happens if they hadn't played the Kansas game. Because I do think, you know, Cal talks about it, other guys talk about it, that you kind of have to be in a situation like that if you're 18, 19 years old and basketball has uh, been a little, gone a little differently for you before you get to college. Uh, you can't take over games yourself. You can't, uh, you, you can't do things like that on your own. You got to learn how to, how to win games like that in college. And it's really hard, especially that early, to beat a team like Kansas uh, when you have those, you know, that, that young a team. Um, so you add in Aaron Bradshaw and what he can do, and then you add in that experience that they had and the confidence that they've gained along the way, and I think that is a that is the biggest deal to me of what happened for them on Saturday, and what kind of you know kind of going into that and and I, I this team is better than I thought they would be frankly um, it has a we knew they would have a high upside I think they're they're well on their way to meeting that a lot more quickly than I thought they would, and I didn't know that they would at all. Um, but the fact that they were able to pull out a, a game like that that early uh, really showed me that this is a legitimate, legitimate Final Four contender and possibly even a national title contender if they can kind of keep some of this stuff going. Uh, ben Roberts with us. And I am, I'm going to follow up on what you just said, and I, I promise you uh, I, I'm not being critical at all, but there were moments over the summer where you were very concerned that you know because of the the overall feelings around this recruiting class, for example, that the class itself wasn't you know a super deep one or wasn't historically one of the great classes that Cal was going to try to build on this anyway. I mean, how surprised are you, Ben? Because frankly, over the summer, I, I on this era, I mean, you you used words like, "I really hope they make the tournament." 
Well, I don't think I use words like that because I don't. I don't. It doesn't really. Let's go back and find it. Let's go back and find it. Matter to me that I hope they make the tournament. (laughs) I said I I didn't necessarily think they would make the tournament. Right. Um, No. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I. I. I, I'm not hoping one way or the other. But yeah. 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 Right. And it. And and it wasn't the summer. I mean, you can you can watch the video of uh, media day. Uh, Me and Cal went back and forth at the end (laughs) about about how this strategy was going to work, and I I. I said, you know, a lot of people think this is a down year. Sure. Uh, using his own words, uh, a, a down year for for recruiting class. Why are you building on this? And uh, you know, we kind of went back and forth, and he basically said, "Just wait till the end of the year." I don't know either. Sure. We'll wait till the end of the year, and then we can talk about it. And uh, yeah, so far, uh, it's it's uh, it might be a down year, but it, it's not a down year with the guys that Kentucky Correct. got. Um, and I think, yeah, and. Justin isn't quite where I thought he would be yet, but he's still, you know, I think he's getting a little unfairly criticized because I think he's doing a lot of the things that he does well. Pretty much everybody else in that class is better than I thought they would be at this stage of the season. And that's not to say I didn't think they were any good or I didn't think they would get to the point that they are now later in the season, but they are ahead of where I thought they would be. Um, And I think, you know, just kind of the, 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 the common... A connecting factor of all that is just the competitiveness of these guys, the unselfishness that they've shown, which I think was a question for a lot of people who covered recruiting. You know, is Rob Dillingham going to be able to to take a step or two back and and play within the flow of the game? Is DJ Widener going to be able to slow things down and get everybody involved? Um, those were big questions. How was Aaron Bradshaw, especially coming off the injury, if he even plays at all, remember, was a question right. at that point. Uh, how is he going to perform on the college level? Because we, those of us who saw him in high school, thought he had, or a lot of us thought he had the the highest upside of anybody in that class. Um, but you know, upside is is upside for a reason that hasn't happened yet. And it's it was asking a lot, especially coming off that injury, for him to make that happen uh, immediately in college basketball and not five years down the road in the NBA. So he has been a lot better uh, under the circumstances than I thought he would be uh, three games into his college career. So yeah, across the board, they're they're just they're they're better than I thought they'd be. Trey Mitchell is is, is an extremely important part of this team. Antonio Reeves is playing for the most part within himself. Uh, just the fact that they've all come together that quickly, I, I think, is the biggest thing. And people will talk about, oh, you know, they went to Canada and Global Jam, and they right. they had all that. Well, I mean, the team before that went to the Bahamas, yes. and they did the same thing. The doors off, um, right. And they were a bunch of veterans who had played before, right. and and they. And it's not that they didn't like each other. It's just that they didn't seem to – the pieces just didn't seem to fit. And they you were waiting for them to fit, and then they just never quite did. And the pieces really fit on, on this team pretty right. snugly. Ben Roberts with us. Uh, two more, and then we'll ask him about the uh, Colorado Supreme Court and their ruling oh, on the Trump, uh, the Trump primary. Um <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I didn't have a, a producer who paid attention before, so it's very strange hearing them actually laugh at my jokes. Um, the uh, This game always seems to create a hero out of some random Kentucky player. Who's that random Kentucky player today? Well, you know, on this team, I don't think there are any random Kentucky players because if you look at that, um, that eight-man rotation that I assume they're going to go with, we've either seen everybody in that rotation really pop off big time or, you know, the other guy who really hasn't is Justin Edwards, right. from a statistical standpoint, at least. And gets, I don't know that, gets right this you know, game. he's not coming out of nowhere when you're number one on yeah. NBA draft boards no, you're right about into that. the season. You're right about that. Um, but, yeah, so I I think I, I think maybe the bigger surprise, we, we've seen a lot of balanced scoring attacks from this Kentucky yes. team. And a lot of balanced across the box score from this Kentucky team. Guys, you know, leading the team with six rebounds, and it might be three or four of them that have six rebounds. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, DJ Wagner having five assists and then two or three others having three or four. Um, so I think maybe, I don't know if it'd be a surprise, but, uh, maybe what you're talking about there is if somebody were to go off for like 25 or 30, uh, and again, that could be four or five people on, on, on this team. I got a do Thiero going for 20 tonight. Yeah. And it, well, you do. Yeah. From a st- uh, statistical standpoint might be. Might be the guy. Obviously, he had the big game against Kansas, and he's had big plays here or there. Um, but, but yeah, he he would be uh, maybe a uh, twenty would be a surprise. Yeah, random twenty and and twenty and eight 
performance from a new theory. Just blocking five shots. He's just going to be flying around. Uh, Ben Roberts, last one for you. Uh, Do you think Mitch Barnhart will be at the game, or is he already in Florida at the bowl game? (laughs) Um, Well, the bowl game is eight days away, so I don't think he's there. Mitch was um, (laughs) in Philly. Or no, okay. not Philly. I mean, maybe it was Philly. I didn't see. He was him in Philly. Atlanta, he was right? Definitely, he was in Atlanta. Yeah, right. I saw him in Atlanta. Okay. Um. So yeah, I I would I would think Mitch, Mitch. As far as alumni bases, is that a big one for UK? Is Atlanta? I assume for a lot of SEC schools, it is. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, you've got a lot of especially young professionals right. uh, moving to Atlanta. Sure. Um. People have moved there over the years, so yeah, it's not quite Nashville. Um, sure. And obviously for Car- you know North Carolina, it's not exactly uh, a ten hour drive for them either. No, that's so right. Yeah. That, that, no, that that environment down there. I don't know how many Ohio State and UCLA fans were in the building, but uh, it, it might it might have been like double digits. Because, Mick Cronin, uh, yeah, Mick Cronin's uh, brother was there, and he said there were about eleven UCLA fans. <laughs> yeah, it might have it might have just been Mick Cronin's brother. Yeah, yeah right. that, that might have been it. There you go. All right, so the Colorado Supreme Court. Uh, first, a reminder: uh, we're presented by uh, Martini Italian Bistro, Martini Louisville dot com during Ben's segment. The, you know, the four to three decision in the Colorado Supreme Court. Ben, do you think you would have been on the four or the three? Um, I'll, I'll I'll wait for the appeals process <laughs> before I weigh in. This is a country of second chances, Louis, and I just think uh, that you know we have we have a judicial system set up the way that we do, and and um, I'll I'll allow it to run its course before I make a comment. Says Ben Roberts. Is that about right? Yeah, yeah, we have whatever gets me out of it. <laughs> At least Ben Roberts, hey, are you guys doing any special coverage down there at the Herald Leader today outside of the 30 articles that are up about uh, the game? Yeah, I mean, we, we, got a whole, we got a whole bunch of stories up. So uh, yeah. outside of that, um, no, it'll probably just be me uh, driving into town and getting something to eat and watching the game. All right, well, uh, use that Martini uh, Italian Bistro uh, yeah. uh, gift card uh, that we get you uh, over there with our friends up uh, in the East End on your way down to the game. Uh, check traffic for some reason ben people have forgotten yeah. how to drive in this town around christmas uh we had a tanker truck full of gasoline turnover in this town yesterday it shut the town down for about two hours so check the traffic before you head down here and uh safe travels thanks so much we'll talk to you uh in a couple of weeks merry christmas to you right. and the roberts family thank you and merry christmas to, to you too Louis. all right there you go ben roberts uh ben roberts hl on twitter kentucky.com slash sports he's presented by our friends at martini italian bistro martini louisville uh, com did not get a game prediction from Ben there. I don't think we needed one is right. There you go. For, first hour of our show presented by Kentucky Tourism at KentuckyTourism.com. We'll talk to Jay Davis. Uh, Jay Davis. Jay Davis at 11. Your day now, Jay. Sorry, bud. But first, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about... Uh, <laughs> we'll get back into this game a little bit, this Kenny Payne article. Um, and... Uh, Another new notice. Another new notice from the NCAA for our friends in Ann Arbor. We'll talk about all of it next year. ESPN 680-1057. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com slash ortho to find a Baptist health provider.
You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, welcome back in. Final segment, 10 o'clock hour here on a Thursday, a game day Thursday. Red and blue getting together at the Yum Center downtown. And a reminder from Adam and his staff at Wing Zone. They'll be bringing catering by the ESPN Louisville studios today. You can score 16 original wings for just 12 bucks. With the winning play bundle only at Wing Zone. It's a limited time only. It's perfect for your game watch tonight or maybe those holiday parties this coming week and weekend. Uh, order online, wingzone.com. Tons of deals on the website. You can check them out. They got those three locations Dixie Highway in front of Holy Cross High School, Papalovo Road just outside of Audubon Park, and of course on Huntsinger Lane in Hikes Point. Check them out. Wingzone.com. Again, 16 original for just 12 bucks. It's a great deal over there with our friends at Wingzone, wingzone.com. One of the absolute superstar lunches that we get around here they do a great job it's always consistent the food is always really good i uh, really appreciate the friend uh jason and his people over uh at wing zone um taxter louis if you're going to talk about politics we will have to stop listening to you we listen to sports to hear about sports not politics also very inappropriate to ask your guest which side he's on i i can't tell if that's a sarcasm text or not um it's i, I was could people uh, i have to talk with my actual tongue in cheek for people to know I'm tongue-in-cheek on. All right, so with Ben Roberts, every time I have him on, I I offer a very um, uncomfortable question at the end of his interview. And today it happened to be about politics. Next week it'll be about him and his wife. So if you don't want to hear that, make sure you uh, tune out during the 10 o'clock hour on a Thursday. So there you go. Um, we do have some programming around here. Reminder, we'll have both sides covered for you. Uh, basketball game tonight. We'll have the play-by-play, of course, on the network coverage starting at 4.30 for the pregame. Alex White network coverage over on 93.9. Coors Light postgame show will be with Ethan Moore tonight. That means they're supposed to win, right? See, I'm very confused by who they set up for these postgame shows. Uh, how is Ethan Moore going to do the postgame if he doesn't watch the game? Very carefully. I, is that not a, that's a reasonable question, Yes. I mean, Ethan, let us know, even though he's he's educating the people of America. I mean, it is what it is. He is educating the people of America. I mean, you listened to Kevin yesterday, didn't you? Kevin. Does he watch the games? Kevin who? The caller that we had on uh, LSL on Tuesday. I I, I, I don't. don't, I'll be really honest. I listen to post games. LSL itself is a about a once a month. I did not catch it this week. Fair. No, yeah. th- this guy was the he's the leader of the KP mafia. Oh, he's okay, like, good for him. Let the cake bake. Like, yeah, yeah. We got to give him three five years. Th- yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And Taylor just went off. On That's him. what that was in response to. Got yes. it. Okay, there you go. And he needed to he needed to go off on this guy because he was a clown. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Uh, if you are uh, just joining us, uh, Louis Rabo, of course, we got you till. Uh, till noon, Bobby V after us, round table three to six. So I'll get you covered ahead of the uh, of Red V Blue down at the Yum Center today. I uh, the <laughs> what did Trilly Trilly Donovan uh, called it the uh, the oh gosh texter uh, Trilly Donovan called the athletic article on KP his obituary dropping a day early. <laughs> yeah, if you work here, you're getting DMs. I'll tell you that that's a real that's a real thing. Um, it's all right. Uh, you know, I we had Ben Roberts on just now. If you missed, you can go back to the podcast center ESPNLouisville.com. Uh, you can check out any of those things. But, yeah, I, um, textures like that are why we can't have nice things. Thank you, Texter. Uh, texture is out this week. Ethan's wide open. Oh, come on, Ethan. Get in here. He's probably listening to Maven. It's all right. Little Ethan Moore. You can text me, buddy. You got my number. <laughs> Poor Ethan. <laughs> he's probably avoiding radio today. <laughs> if he can't watch the game, he's definitely not listening to me. Let's be real. He's not listening to people talk so, about it. Yeah, he's not wanna... listening to Ben Roberts. No, There's no, no damn chance. way of that. No. No. <laughs> Team up the road. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know? that's exactly right, man. <sighs> Are you going tonight, young Zach? I'm not going because okay. I'm doing the post game. So. Oh, that's right. What am I talking about? Yeah. Well, you're okay. Then you're going to be, you're okay. Let's talk about this then because you're going to be in the belly of the beast then. That's right. And by the belly of the beast, I mean hanging out with two fat guys in, uh, in Mike Gandolfo and Jason Etz. I'm going to be go. taking Louisville fans calls because they'll be on for an hour <laughs> no, and that's a half right. yeah, that's doing right. the freaking network post game because we got to hear Jody Demling go on about you know how they lost by 20 like we can't have just a regular call-in show for an hour okay yeah um <laughs> uh, no disrespect to jody no i understand and this tester uh, texted this in earlier uh louis i'd like to hear your thoughts on how much longer we can continue with the basketball situation this way before it becomes irreparable damage not just to the program and fan base but also to the city you know i have had very few criticisms about doing the foyer request for attendance 
But largely the reason I'm doing it is twofold. The first is obviously for programmatic reasons, for the Kenny Payne question. Can they maintain this with 4,500 people in the stands is the question number one. And number two is because I live here. I I pay taxes in Jefferson County and and all those things, and this is a publicly owned arena that relies on 15, 20 games a year of – of legitimate downtown presence of people, and we don't have it right now. And and I mean, not to be dramatic, but I, you know, I was born in St. John's Hospital, East Side, Detroit. People just assume these these twentieth century, you know, these examples from you know fifty years ago can't happen again. They can, and we don't need to find out Louisville. You don't need an empty downtown. It's not healthy for your your enterprise. I don't care where the the. The centers of population are and all those kinds of things. You can't have an empty downtown and be a successful major American city. You just can't do it. So I care about those things. To answer your question directly, Texter, I don't think they could do it much longer. I don't think you can do it much longer. I, I, I think that it, 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 it so obviously needs to change and get back into the side. But it's going to take, what, four or five years for it to rebound culturally? I think the fans will come back in some kind of number. With a new coach, with an obvious, if if the team is obviously competent, I don't think it takes that long. Like we've seen, no, but I mean happen. for like, I mean for like our guy Mike Columbus out at Blind Squirrel to like schedule people to work mm-hmm. extra for Louisville games. I think we're four or five years from that. You think so? From from like bar culture being back, absolutely. We saw Iowa State go from two wins to Sweet Sixteen. Uh, whoa, whoa, a year. whoa, 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 whoa! On court, on court performance, yeah. and culture around town are different things. You don't think if they you just can start- expedite it. Yeah. But my sense is those things are going to take a minute, man. I, I think people have gotten away from those habits. I think the guy that used to go out to beat ups for every game or whatever, I don't. I think they're a lot less of that guy, a lot less. I'd say ninety eight percent less. Think so? No question. Because that was one of the fun things about moving here was the, the the sports bar culture around this town was awesome. See, I just don't think it's it was going to awesome. take that long for people to buy back in if they show some competency. I really don't. But what I'm getting at is I think people, as far as going out and being public about it, I think those days are in trouble because I think people have gotten used to being at home <laughs> and, and not getting, not being embarrassed in public by how bad their team is. Um, um, normally, I love your show, Louis, but asking about his wife and not asking about Trump, and I wasn't trying to be sarcastic, uh, but it's just, just, it's just the, it was the news of the week, ma'am or sir. It was just a joke for Ben. I know he's not going to answer any of the questions I ask him about. Uh, Texture Louisville fan here. Go Cats. I hope uh, we get crushed and it's the final nail. Texture COVID killed the bar scene for the next 10 years. I I will say. That's a lie. That is a lie. I don't buy that at all. You're correct. I was going to say. I think it did until this year. I think 2023 was the back year. Yes. Um, I'm watching the traffic on the the end of town where I live. Uh, I think people are back out. I think they are. They're definitely back out. bar culture is different. Let's say that. It's Mm -hmm. different Mm -hmm. for sure. But, uh, you know, it's back. And and I think it can be back. But I think on the basketball side, uh, it's going to take a little bit uh, of time. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, take our final break of the hour here. First hour of our show was presented by Kentucky Tourism and KentuckyTourism.com. Check them out on socials, Facebook, Instagram, all those great spots around the Commonwealth that you can check out uh, as the weather gets colder. Uh, tomorrow, Bellerman is going to be out there playing BYU. Not a great showing against Utah last night. They'll try to turn it around against the top 25. Uh, Brigham Young fighting Mormons uh, tomorrow, 845 pregame, 9 o'clock tip here on 680-1057. All right, on the other end, we'll talk to Jay Davis. We'll do it for the 11 o'clock hour here. Get you ready uh, for Louisville and Kentucky at the Yum Center tonight. Next here at ESPN 680-1057.